Downtown Eau Claire is the place to experience amazing restaurants, entertainment of all sorts, and unique local shops to find your new favorite thing. You're invited to Trick or Treat Downtown. Join thousands of ghouls and goblins and enjoy a spooky time from 3 to 5 on October 31st. Learn more about this and other exciting upcoming events at downtowneauclair.org. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another installment of the Let the Kids Play Sports Podcast, the podcast that gets my perspective on sports. I'm Derek. My dad, Scott, will be joining us throughout this episode. Today's a real fun one. An NFL-only episode. Going to be mainly talking some NFC North following the Week 2 performances. And, well, let's just get right into it. Starting off, let's just start off with the big story that started in Week 1, four plays into Monday Night Football. The Aaron Rodgers Achilles tear out for the season, likely to return if the Jets make the postseason. That would be amazing if he returned in time for that. That would be uh, a borderline miracle for that to happen. But he has said he's going to at least come back next season. Yeah, I, I mean... After the play, I didn't expect him to go out on that. And and Daddy handled it very maturely, didn't I? Yeah, as a Jets fan, he handled it very mature. <laughs> uh, well, as a Bears fan, I'm handling our well season very mature as an 0-2 start is not exactly how we want to start. Well, you got to still remember for the Jets, they're still 1-1. One one. They won that game. On an amazing, amazing punt return all the way to the house to win it. And let's just say you went completely nuts and woke me up. Yeah, that was a fun moment, the Xavier Gibson punt return touchdown. That was one of those nights where you're reminded how magical sports are from the pop and circumstance before the game to the devastating blow of emotions, having to rally. (laughs) <laughs> it very much was a mini-movie, that Jets season opener against the Bills. A game that obviously a lot of people locally were interested in because of the Aaron Rodgers connection. And then you go into Week 2 and got a very good Cowboys team with their defense. Has been absolutely electric, only giving up 10 points so far into the season a league low, and they could be a very strong team going through this season. Yep, but keep an eye out for Dallas early in the year. Uh, Strong defense, the offense has been humming along, and so far so good for Dallas. Yeah, I mean, just looking at that team, they're looking like possibly even a postseason push only two weeks into the season. Again, reminder, you can't predict any sport. Anything could happen. They could go on like a five-game losing streak late in the season. You just never know. Well, moving away, we have nine teams currently 2-0, and none of those teams being in the NFC North following the flops, but one of those teams being over in the AFC East, the division you're watching with the Miami Dolphins who have a 
nine-point point differential. They really haven't blown out their opponents. Games have usually been pretty close two weeks in. And overall, it doesn't look like they're going to be the team that's going to just steamroll opponents, but they could be a surprising threat. Yeah, we'll see if Tua uh, stays healthy. That's been the question mark in each of his first two years. But when Tua was healthy last year, the Dolphins were very good, and they were somewhat overlooked in the offseason because people were looking at the Jets, people were looking at the Bills in the AFC East, and it's not as though people forgot about the Miami Dolphins, but people somewhat didn't know where to place them. And again, a couple weeks into the year, Dolphins reminding everybody that they may be in the window of winning. When you think about the Dolphins, you can't ever put them away. They always find a way to either get to the top or get into a second or third spot. They're never at the bottom. They just seem to just hang around in those one and two spots. Well, moving on to the division. Well, everybody in this area is watching the NFC North with Green Bay and Minnesota, the two teams mainly watching this area. Green Bay following just a devastating loss against the Atlanta Falcons. Not how you want to lose. Just one drop ended up losing it on a fourth down play. Would have gotten the first down, but just could not hang on to the football. That just shows that one play can change an entire look. If he makes that catch, they could have made an insane drive. Jordan Love could have led them down the field. But you get down, but that one drop, and, well, they sit at one and one. What are the kids in school talking about in terms of the Packers and Jordan Love? Everybody has been very happy of how Jordan Love has played. They said he's been playing really well. I mean, I'm not a Packers fan, so as I'm actually kind of hoping that he stinks being a Bears fan. But even with, even without Aaron Rodgers, they still own the Bears. <laughs> but getting back on track with the Packers, none of the none of my friends are happy about how they lost Week Two to Atlanta. And again, they had a lead. Uh, heading into the fourth quarter, could not hold on to it. Uh, the Packers are a good example, though, Derek, of we really can't come up. Everybody wants to give an opinion now on teams, and sometimes you, you're forced into, but these opinions could make wild swings until we get through Halloween. Uh, you really don't know what teams are going to be until you get to Halloween. Jordan Love may not turn out to be all that good. He may just be average, or he could be very good. This Packers team could have a very high ceiling, or it might not have a very high ceiling. I think people have reasons for optimism around here. Obviously, the Vikings are in trouble at 0-2, and two, and they could very well be 0-3 and three after they play the Chargers this weekend. And we know about your Bears and the issues that they have going on. 
Yeah, the Bears, they, let me think, they need pretty much an entirely new offensive line to block. Justin Fields gets no time in the pocket. And, well, then they just got to build from there. They might just need just one rebuilding year to just completely come back down to earth and, you know, play at the levels of, like, Green Bay and Minnesota, well, maybe even Detroit, because remember, they're 1-1 one one this year, following a big opener Thursday night, week one, against the Chiefs, which they barely edged them out, 21-20. to 20. So you can't ever put the Lions away. The Bears could go on a run. The Vikings are, could be a surprising threat. It's too early to protect really anything. Once we get to, like you said, that Halloween threshold, or maybe even a week after the Halloween threshold, then you can start to see, okay, this team might be a threat, this team could be dangerous, and this team's kind of stunk. Well, moving away to some player leaders, going back to the 2-0 Miami Marlins, the Tua is actually leading in passing yards. He has been absolutely dominant through the air. You're not to interrupt you, Derek, but that brings up a point. Obviously, you and your friends are too young to gamble, and gambling's not allowed in Wisconsin. But is anybody involved in fantasy football? You guys are at the age where some kids may be starting to get involved in fantasy football. Very easy to do online. I think I know a few people that have started to get into it. And they've just kind of been focused on that majority of the time. Do you guys or have any classes where you have some fun picking games and who's going to win? Yeah, there's a few classes. Majority of the time it just gets reverted back to the Packers game, though, <laughs> which always ends up whenever I try to revert it to a different game. It just somehow, after like five minutes, makes its way back to discussing the Packers game. Going back to what I was saying about some league leaders in individual stats, Tua from the Miami Marlins, not the Marlins, the Dolphins. I'm thinking baseball already. That's next episode. He has been absolutely dominant through the air. He has been unstoppable. Once he gets that ball out of his hand, it pretty much just finds a receiver who is able to just take it. Moving away, we got Christian McCaffrey leading in rushing yards from the San Francisco 49ers, sitting at about 268 rushing yards. Been pretty dominant on the ground. And he'll look to keep that lead up through the week three and week four times as we start to wrap up September. And in receiving yards now, the Vikings fans are going to be happy about me saying this one. Justin Jefferson, even though he's on the 0-2 Viking, he's still been catching the ball for a lot of yards. I mean, he's just been a top-tier player. Even though he's on the an 0-2 team, he's just been a very, very good player. In my mind, he's one of the better players in the NFL right now. Well, let me ask you, what do you think of Justin Jefferson? 
I think Justin Jefferson has been the the furnace of that Vikings offense. It, you know, the best teams, the teams that are going to go far, need to have a stud wide receiver. You need to have at least one. Uh, even you, you've seen that for years with Kansas City. Uh, of course, they, theirs has been uh, Kelsey, the tight end. But you need somebody that's going to be able to catch the ball, somebody that you know is going to be able to uh, catch the ball in traffic. They're going to be able to get the yak. They do everything right. And even if they're not there catching the ball directly, maybe they're limited to two or three or four catches and not a lot of yards in a game, if they're constantly pulling the eyes of the defense, that is an opportunity for other guys as well. You, you almost serve as a decoy. So having a guy like that for the Vikings is, is, is essential. The Packers don't have that. Really, the Bears don't have that. That is a, that is a weapon for Minnesota to have, and it could very well be a draw for them after the year if they move on from Kirk Cousins. Yeah, one really big part of any team is the wide receivers. If you got players that can catch the ball and make some plays or even just avert the defense away from other players who catch it, then that's really what starts the foundation. Then the quarterbacks just got to find those openings and make those plays, and pretty soon you got a pretty dominant force. That's what the Chiefs have been able to do. It looks like the Vikings might be able to do it. And overall, it could be a very competitive season if more and more teams start to find that strategy out, get the wide receiving core down, and then get the quarterbacks to find the openings. So overall, we still you've still got to remember it's too early in the season, so majority of the teams either are perfect or are at rock bottom at the moment. Nine teams currently sit at 2-0, and with one of the dominant forces being Dallas and Philadelphia. Again, reminder, Philadelphia is actually the team that beat Minnesota in Week 2, 34-28. And I know one of my teachers is a Vikings fan. He is still very bitter about that loss. But, yeah, back to what I was saying about the 2-0 and o teams. You've got to remember, it's a bit early, but it does say that 60% of teams that start 2-0 and o end up making the postseason. Now, it's a bit early, but you got to remember, 60% is a good margin of the teams and then if you're still at the bottom it's not over yet you've still got about an 11 percent chance to make the postseason and there have been three teams who have gone on and win the super bowl who started oh and two so you can't count yourself out yet if your team's sitting at oh and two but what you really want to do is just go out and win week three because going 0-3 is just not where you want to be early on. So, just a brief reminder that the Packers, well, they might be pretty good right now. But as soon as the wide receiving core starts to catch up with them, Jordan Love might start to run out of options. <laughs> 
and that could catch up to them. But you just can't get anything until we hit Halloween yet. Again, really, anything can happen. So what I want, one more thing. What I want to do is get your thoughts on the NFL two weeks into the season. Long way to go. I think that's the, the, the key thing out of it. Long way to go. And obviously, as was proven by my beloved Jets in week one, uh, you can't predict anything. Nobody thought Aaron Rodgers. You could, you could have made a sadistic joke that Aaron Rodgers would get hurt or miss some games during the season. Nobody could have predicted that he would be out for the whole season, just four plays into the season. So, hey, anything can happen the rest of the way. Uh, and with the exception, really, of the Arizona Cardinals, everybody can still dream. Uh, well, that's one way to put it. Well, I guess that will do it for this edition of the Let the Kids Play Sports Podcast. <laughs>